This is Revisiting Haven. Hey Havenites, this is Amy J. I am here as always with my friend Amy S. Hey there. And today we are going to be talking with you about season three finale, Thanks for the Memories. And before we get that though, uh, just a couple things to talk about. One, if you don't have your ticket for San Diego Comic-Con, I am so sorry and I hate to break this to you, but there will be no more tickets sold. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of, yeah. uh, apparently, the demand was so big that there was a very low return rate on tickets, and so they're just not opening it up for a third sale. Demand yeah. is just high. Yeah. So um, if you don't have tickets, I'm sorry. However, that does not mean that there will not be any other non-Comic-Con Haven events. Right, like maybe a nerd panel like we had last year. Right, or or the sci-fi may do something for them. I don't know. We Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure they'll be there, so we'll just, you know, exactly. have to be patient. Exactly. And if you're in the uh, San Diego area and you want to hang out and talk Haven, I will be there for sure, volunteering some days, uh, tickets for the others, but I'll be around San Diego, yeah. so you holler. Know, um, I'll come down, Amy, to see you because I only live about 90 minutes from there. So See? You can holler at us. Meet Amy and Amy. <laughs> we'll talk Haven uh, one night. We're going to figure out what night is the best. And depending on when uh, Sci-Fi does anything and Haven does something, we'll kind of plan around that because what's the point of us doing something if Haven's already doing something? Uh, good point. It's all about Haven. <laughs> and we want to support the show. And so uh, that's one news. The other... Um, news that I wanted to share was the great news that Jose Molina, who, if you remember, wrote As You Were from season one Haven episode, is now a writer on the Marvel Agent Carter show on ABC that's going to air mid-season, which is amazing news. If you're a fan of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., good things are coming for Agent Carter. I can only imagine. I don't even know who that is, Amy, but I'm going to go with you and trust you on that. So Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jose Molina wrote a uh, season one episode, so he was a writer on Haven. He also wrote for Dark Angel. Oddly enough, he wrote an episode of Dark Angel, which was entitled Haven. Come on, this can't be coincidence. Full circle. It, it's it's just... So, congratulations, Jose Molina. We wish you nothing but the best, and I cannot wait to see the show. Very good. That's all I have. Uh, Amy, you have anything to share with the folks? Not not much, as we know, um, our our cast and crew are deep into filming, and they are still sharing some photos and you know tweets about their experiences up in uh, Nova Scotia. So that's all awesome. We did see Emily was at the Sci-Fi Upfronts on was it Friday or Thursday? I think it was. Uh, you know what? Thursday. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we saw a few photos from her. She was there to promote Haven and um, I think Graceland as well because they're both properties of U uh, NBC uh, Universal. USA. Yeah or USA or whatever the title is there. Um, that's about it. I know everybody's uh, checking the tweets and the Instagrams from the cast and crew, so that's where you want to go to get all your firsthand news. And just a heads up, guys, we are very, very lucky with how much the cast and crew give us via social media. So, yeah, you know, kudos to them. Thank you. It is much appreciated. Please don't take that for granted or, you know, get upset with them. They don't have to do what they're doing. So try to appreciate it. Say thank you. Yeah. Would be nice. Um, yeah, but I think they do a great job of keeping us informed and thinking about us. But, um, 
you know, they got a show to get together too. So that's their number one priority. And we all benefit from that. So just a friendly reminder, you know, definitely show your appreciation to the cast and crew, thanking them, liking their photos for what they do for us through social media, because without it, we would all be in the dark still. Yeah. If we didn't have all these photos from set, we, I mean, think of how awesome these photos are that we've gotten and, um, you know, we've seen our characters, we've seen some set scenes, we've, we're kind of uh, speculating based on the sets and the wardrobe and what episode we think they're shooting. I mean, if they weren't sharing all this, we couldn't be having all this fun right now. Absolutely. And uh, keep in mind, you know, there's still a whole summer left, plenty of stuff going on. So if you're not already, follow them on Instagram, Twitter. I don't think anyone's on Tumblr. So check it out. Also, make sure you're, you, you've you're a fan of the Facebook pages for Sci-Fi and Haven. They both have okay. Good Facebook point. pages, so do that. You never know what they do. It's always a surprise. And YouTube. Sean Peller has a YouTube channel, Run Over Films. Check those out. Exactly. Okay, so today Amy and I are talking about Thanks for the Memories, one of uh, the best episodes of Season 3, in my opinion. I'm biased. I, I really like that episode. But next time... The next episode, just as a heads up, we're going to discuss the Duke Crocker legacy. I think we've kind of gone through the episodes we wanted to. If you have a suggestion, always tweet us. But yeah, let us know. Yeah, we want to. We thought, you know, why not talk about something that's overarching? Yeah, yeah, that follows through our character, and we're going to talk about Duke and what we know of him from episode one to four thirteen about his legacy and his curse and his family and his his place in Haven. We're very excited about it. And we actually have some ideas for upcoming episodes as well that also aren't episode-based, but maybe overarching themes. And so if you have a suggestion, we're always open to hearing it. Or if you want to join in on the discussion, uh, shoot me an email or a tweet or something and let me know. And we should thank everybody who does take the time to click on your link, Amy, and listen and tweet their thoughts. It's, it's very appreciated. It's really nice. I cannot stress enough. And thank you, Amy, for, for saying that how appreciative we are that you guys even acknowledge the fact that we're, we're doing this podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for looking at the site. Thank you for listening to us. We, you know, you don't have to, and some yeah. of you don't, that's just fine. That's okay. But we're all in this together as Haven fans. And it's just so fun to be part of the fandom in the community. And it's, it's just awesome that every, we all, you know, are in it together. Absolutely. And with that, let us go on to thanks for the memories, which was written by, Haven's own Sam and Jim. And they have done all of our season finales. They did season one, season two, and season three up to this point. They had done all of our season finales. They do the big episodes through the first three seasons. Yes. And they are are the creators of Haven. Yep. You know, and if anybody knows the big story, it's them. In fact, they know the big story. Uh, they're the only ones who really know the big story in, right. in its entirety is my understanding I could be wrong, but that, that's no, kind I, of... No, I think that's my understanding as well, is that they know how they wanted this to go from beginning to end, even though the middle was kind of left up to the writers. I mean, there's yeah. stuff. And so who better to write the season three finale, get get Haven going, um, and leave us hanging? <laughs> I mean, that well, season yeah, two I... was a doozy of a cliffhanger. Season one was a doozy of a cliffhanger. Season three, doozy <laughs> of a cliffhanger. That was like the cliffhanger of cliffhangers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Audrey goes away, Duke's in the barn, he disappears with her, Nathan's left. You know, we're all just a puddle of goo while he's, like, sobbing for Audrey. It was just crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, because you have to say, and, and this is a post that I've already done, so you guys can see it on the site. This episode, and I, I feel like I say this every time we talk about an episode, uh, Lucas Bryant, Emily Rose, Eric Balfour acted their butts off in this yeah. episode. Oh, God, it was awesome. I mean, and, and the direction by Sean Piller. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I've seen sci-fi shows with visual effects that are corny, mm-hmm. and you're like, really? You couldn't just pay a little bit? They did a great job for a, tel- a television show on a budget to put together this episode with these visuals, because those are a lot of sci-fi visuals, if you don't know. Yeah, with the barn, all the barn scenes, that was a yeah. lot, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so I think they did a great job, um, Sean Piller, getting that reaction from Lucas at the end. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did that not haunt anyone else over the summer? Yes, it did. We're just like, oh, he was so desperate and so broken and the love of his life is gone. And he was he was so Nathan was so determined to stop that determined to stop that and prevent it from happening as we know from all of our previous episodes you know he was saying things like i'm not letting audrey go anywhere audrey's going into that barn over my dead body yeah um, you know and all he's always saying to audrey we're going to fix this I, what i want to do is stay with you but i'm going to you know we're going to stop this we're going to find the barn before it finds you all this stuff he tried so hard to prevent it and it still happened it still happened he was shot uh jordan came out of nowhere revelations left and right and you don't know what's happening yeah that was a crazy ending jordan shoots nathan nathan shoots howard duke shoots jordan was there was there anything in that last scene before before the place went black and you didn't know what was going on was there anything we knew for certain um i don't i don't i don't think so everything was like well did arla come back was she sucked into the barn will she be healed did Jordan live? Yeah. You know, who's going to find Nathan? Yeah, uh, James was in the barn, we thought, and Audrey was in the barn, and Duke was in the barn, but yeah, it was... Uh... And a question that continues to remain, is James okay? Well, yeah, we knew he... It sure seemed like he need to, needed to be in the barn with its restorative properties. When he left the barn, he got sick, right? Yeah. Um, and But the barn has disappeared. The barn is gone, so... What does that mean? Yeah, is James dead, or, you know... Um, uh, yeah, and Howard got sucked into the barn, but he was already dead, and I don't think the barn's going to bring him back because the barn's gone. But see, is he dead? Can he die? Th- these are questions that we don't really know because we know we know Agent Howard isn't necessarily human in the way we imagine. Well, I think he is dead, though, because killing him is kind of what stopped the cycle, and killing him is what let um, Audrey come back to Haven as Audrey. Um, well, I know William helped her to jog her memory to be the person you most want to be and to find that love that you had. But it's kind of my understanding that, yeah, killing Howard is kind of what put us where we are now. But to your point, Amy, it is Haven and we never know. And, that, and that's what I think I'm getting at is from Nathan, uh, Duke, Audrey, Lexi, from their perspective, yes, they, Howard's probably dead. Right. But this barn seems to be able to do things we don't know what it can do. So it would not surprise me if Agent Howard came back. And not just as a figment of anyone's imagination or in a memory form. Uh-huh. It just wouldn't surprise me because I don't know what that barn does. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I, I kind of see it more like I'm kind of a person who's kind of wants to believe what we've been led to believe that the barn is gone and things are changed now because Howard's dead and the barn is gone and we're more dealing with, you know, what's on the other side and the evil of William and, you know, the end of 413 or, you know, the end of season four, episode 413. But we never know with Haven. You just never can be 100% sure. Right, because if you remember when um, the barn was gone, we thought William was gone. And then William was there. So it's like, yeah. could could James, could Howard have been restored by the barn and then spit out somewhere else with other yeah. purpose or memory? I don't know. Yes. In season four, William came out of that barn. And yeah, did was James, did he come out of the barn? Did Howard come out of the barn? Did Arla come out of the barn? We, did someone yeah. else come out of the barn? Yeah. Well, he brought Sinister and Heavy with him, William did, but then we found out they were just those things he made with the goo balls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good Good question. Very good question. So it, it, it goes to show, Haven shows you their hand, but they don't show you the entire hand. Uh-huh. You think that they have three of a kind, they end up pulling that card, and you're like, when did you get four pair? <laughs> or four of a kind, two pair, whatever. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it They are very good at that. You think yeah, they, one thing, and then it's like, what? what? Right, or they, or on the other hand, they reveal something or answer a question, but they bring up another question or another part of the mythology. Yes. They're always throwing new stuff at us. Well, let me ask you. Okay, so over the season, right, we saw a number of changing relationships. Mm -hmm. Duke and Audrey, Duke and Nathan, Nathan and Audrey, and things kind of came to a head in um, Magic Hour. Right. And then in Sarah. Right. And, you know, then there's some episodes. And then we come to this episode. And don't you think that there was a little... Um, I think you really saw the change in Nathan and Duke's relationship. Oh, yeah. In the, this the, episode. Don't you think so? Frenemies, bromance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so, too. There's a couple scenes where I feel that Duke is kind of looking out for Nathan, like... At the opening of 413, they're in Audrey's apartment, and Duke has to slap Nathan to get him kind of back on track. Don't, yeah. you know, we got to focus. How are we going to find Audrey? Don't be freaked that she's gone. We got to work to do here. You know, he kind of slaps him to bring him back. Mm -hmm. And and I also thought something else that it was a little more subtle, but when Audrey and Nathan go into the barn the very first time, Duke is there, and Duke says to Nathan, Nathan, bring her back. Make sure she comes back. And I thought... Yes, that was Duke wanting Audrey back and not wanting Audrey to go away. But I also thought that was Duke kind of reminding Nathan, don't go in there with her. And it, it's good and we don't know what it's like and you're going to stay with her and that's the way the two of you can be happy. Bring her back, Nathan. Come on. Yeah. You know, I thought that was a little subtle, but I think their relationship was uh, pretty cool in this episode. I absolutely agree. And I think um, to your point about the beginning when Duke slaps Nathan... If he had slapped him in, say, episode two of season okay. three, uh -huh. I think Nathan would have punched him. Yeah, Nathan would have fought back. Yeah. Absolutely. He would have. And I think that is a testament to how far their relationship has changed. Yeah, even though Nathan can't feel it, he's not going to let Duke beat him up. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so I really enjoyed that fact, you know, even to the fact that Nathan realizes to the extent Duke's feelings. Mm-hmm. For Audrey. Yeah, and he says at the end, you're in love with her, too. How can you just let her go? Yeah. That was a very big and poignant scene. Yeah, that was that was amazing. You know, the Audrey relied on Duke to keep Nathan away because Audrey knew she had to go. And 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> so there is actually a lot of speculation on the fact that did Audrey know Duke's feelings for her and the extent of it, so to speak? And do you think she was taking advantage of him by asking that? What do you think? Audrey was taking advantage of Duke? Duke? Yeah. By asking him to uh, keep Nathan out of the barn? Mm-hmm. Well, not, not necessarily keep him out of the barn, but... Um, just the fact that she's been aware of his feelings. Right. Do you think that Audrey was taking advantage? Um, maybe it's not advantage is the word, but do you think that she downplayed his feelings? Like, why, why not think that Duke would be the one having trouble keeping her out? Well, I think that I, I don't, I think Audrey and Nathan are in love. And by this point, we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what uh, the, the overriding driver of that final scene um, was the love for those two, the love between those two. True. I, I, I don't know that Audrey took advantage of Duke or used him. I mean, he's been a trusted friend to her, and I think that's how she treated him in that scene, at least to me. Okay, no, no. I, I mean, I'm just talking this out loud, which was why it doesn't make really much sense. But I see what you're saying. Also, going back to um, Magic Hour Part 2, I think I forgot the fact that they kind of laid it to rest, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I did. I did. I forgot that part. Yeah. But, and you're right. You know, given the previous episode, given... And I think Duke knows Audrey well enough that Duke knew in the hotel scene, looking back at it, she was drunk, she was vulnerable, she, you know, she, I think Duke looked back on that scene and knew that, and they both just agreed that, you know, we're just going to move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. I don't... Today's one of those days where your head isn't always necessarily where you're... <laughs> where it's supposed to be, but valid point. I concede your, yours makes much more sense. But, um... The thing I did want to point out is also at the end, Emily Rose, when she had to say goodbye uh-huh. to everyone, mm-hmm. Dwight, Vince, Dave, you know, uh-huh. and then she says bye to Eric, uh, Duke and then she says bye to Nathan. I uh-huh. mean, that has to be killing her. Well, especially, okay, we also need to take a step back to right before that. She goes out there, and when, when she, so she's made her decision. Mm-hmm. She now knows that the only way uh, to end the troubles for good is to kill Nathan. Yeah. And she's obviously made her choice that she is not going to do that. So she's made her choice to go into the barn. And, um, you know, so I think she says goodbye. It's very sad. She doesn't want to go. She doesn't want Audrey to die. She doesn't want to leave all these people. But she's doing this to protect Nathan because she's not going to kill him. Mm-hmm. So she either has to go into the barn for the trouble stand for 27 years or she has to kill him for them to end forever. And she comes out, and when she gets to Nathan, she doesn't tell him that. She's protecting him. She doesn't tell him, I found out the permanent way to end the troubles is kill you or kill the love of my life. She doesn't tell him that. Right. She leads him to believe that she just has to go in and, you know, the troubles are going to end for 27 years and, you know. And to not tell anyone that. Right. But at the same time, right, you're having this devastating scene of goodbyes. And she gets to Dave. Mm -hmm. And she gets to Vince. These two brothers who know what's going on. Right. Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah, I've got some day thoughts we can circle back on. But yeah, that was interesting. They know all this stuff and, you know. They were there when she went into the barn as Sarah. We see that whole scene in um, 309. We mm -hmm. see Sarah come to Haven from the barn, and we see her go into the barn when Howard is showing them her memory. Right. Um, so th up to this point in Haven, we've seen Sarah come from the barn and go to the barn, and now we're seeing Audrey, who came from the barn. Now we're seeing her go into the barn. Um, yeah, Vince and Dave, I don't know about those two. <laughs> I mean, to say goodbye, I mean, well, now we know that Dave, it's even crazier because he knows what she's going into well and, and that's why dave didn't want dave wanted to fix the problems and not just keep throwing her in there because that's yeah. kind of selfish because if they can solve the problems for good that means to me that dave can stay on this side and he never has to be in danger of going back to the other side again i think if they can end the problems for good the other side goes away mm -hmm. um you know what we saw in 413 where william went into the the pit or whatever we call that so that was very, very self-serving of Dave wanting to save Audrey and, and resolve this because that would help himself. Dave That's a good point. That, you know, Dave knows he can stay here in Haven permanently if we can resolve this whole issue. I'll never have to deal with going back to the other side. That's a very good point. So his motives are, yeah, she, I wasn't able to do it this time, uh -huh. probably, and, and there she goes. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't keep on using that poor girl as a Band-Aid is that line, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 and this whole episode in in that it was a chase essentially. You have Nathan and Duke working together. You have you know the three of them working together once they finally catch up with each other, fighting Arla, uh -huh. who let's let, let, let me say you know Laura Vandervoot did a is that how you pronounce her name? I think so. She did a great job as Arla. Yes, you know, awesome. very, uh, very good. If you watch Bitten, you can see it's a different, it's almost a little different personality, but uh, she does crazy and obsessed love in a sadly beautiful way. <laughs> I felt so bad for her, though. She did it out of love. She did do everything. She thought she she was doing the right thing for her and um, the for Colorado James. kid. Yeah, for James. For James. And so it's like, oh, you poor, twisted-minded <laughs> misled soul <laughs> yeah oh that was another thing we, we thought we, we could do an episode on the bolt gun killer and talk about arla yeah because there's so much we could go into right now and i have so many questions about her um but we can save that for another episode yeah 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 for sure but she was uh yeah she was psycho and she was all upset because lucy didn't take arla to the barn with james lucy took james to the barn and got him in there because of its restorative properties and Lucy never let Arla get into the barn, and Arla has been on this quest for these past 27 years to, uh, you know, waiting for the barn to come back, mm -hmm. and she's going to get James back. So, yeah, that was kind of her mission, so to speak. Very interesting. So, again, this episode just had a lot of everything, right? You also saw the relationship between Dave and Vince mm -hmm. uh, being locked in a car trunk. Listen, if my, <laughs> if my sibling... Locked me in a car trunk. That was a great scene. Okay, which is fantastic scene. And it's Dave's poor luck that he was locked into the classic car because, you know, cars nowadays have those safety inside levers in case you're thrown into a trunk. Apparently it's <laughs> happened enough that he can't get out. Yeah, yeah. And Dwight tries to get him out and, you know, tells Vince to take him out. And then he, back in he goes. And didn't, um, uh, towards the end scene... 
Vince shoots Dave with like a tranquilizer dart? Yes. And let me tell you, if one of my siblings has shot me with a trank gun, I mean, at the time, I was if I was Dave, I wouldn't know it was a trank gun, but I'd be mad too. Yeah, yeah. So and and we've always kind of thought as the brothers mostly on mostly on the same side of issues. They do bicker, but something as big as this moment, I I kind of expected them to see it the same way, but we saw over the last couple episodes where they stood differently on the the whole barn thing. Actually, we've kind of uh, don't you think we've been seeing this since uh the yeah, beginning right. of of the um of Vince, was the it theory? Vince? Yeah. Unburying the chief? Yeah, and uh which yeah. I still, I still, and maybe I'm missing something. I still don't know why he did it. He uh, said why? we may still need him. Yeah. Did he, I, I don't know the answer to that. That's Was that question. ever answered? No, is why they brought his pieces back. Yeah. I don't know. Did that set off something? I, I'm not thinking too clearly at the moment. That may have, I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's obvious I'm not thinking clearly tonight, but if anybody knows of why Vince unearthed the chief, did we well, miss he something? He did it to bring him back. We might still need him, but how did that correlate into actually bringing him back? Right. Was, was it gonna... something happening? Was there yeah. someone with a trouble? Yeah. Was he going to be reborn from those pieces out of the blue cooler? So pretty much if we miss something, please let us know because I, I feel like I did. I might have too, Amy, and I'm just kind of concentrating on this particular episode we're talking on, so. Yeah, well, it, yeah, this is true. It's, this is how my night is going, guys. But. <laughs> well, let's talk about what we know up to this point. Okay. So, um, so this was our season three finale. So Audrey found out she was Lucy. She found out about Sarah. She found out the Colorado kid was her son. Um, she fell in love with Nathan. She learned that she goes away when the Hunter meteor storm comes. She learned this... that Nathan was her baby daddy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, which reminds me as to the birth date, Amy. Yes. I know we talked in the last episode. The birth date on the flyer could have been the adoption date for James, and it also could have just been an approximate birth date. Good so point. There's still logic at play here that perhaps Sarah did have a standard nine-month pregnancy. Uh, let's yeah. go with that. I think that's a much better idea. I'd like to think of, of Sarah as close to being human and human physiology as, as we yeah, can. So we, yeah, exactly. For Sarah. And, and Audrey asked Agent Howard in this episode for a 313, am I even human? And Agent Howard said, yes. You're very much human. Now, do you think he meant you're very much human because she has true human emotions? See, I've always wondered that. And I thought, I think that's the reason, especially given what we know in season four, the fact that there are troubles and she created the troubles. Well, then how'd she do that if she was human? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, Penn and Teller can't even do that. And, and you know, Nathan said in season four, you know, in our Pancakes episode, uh, Lay Me Down, he says, I don't care who you are or what you were. Or, right. Uh, he says who or what. Yeah. So they're still leaving the possibility that she's, you know. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. And I I personally think Agent Howard intended that to be emotional. Yeah. And not the literal meaning of human, but yes, yes. Again, this is always open to your own interpretation until we're proven otherwise. Mhm. Mm we yeah, don't know. That led us to believe, but it could be anything, right? Right. The way he oh. said it and everything? Yeah. Yeah. So, that was interesting. We should talk about uh 
we, we kind of got off subject when Audrey does say goodbye to Nathan. Well, we got off subject because that was the most beautiful, heartbreaking moment. Oh, my God. That goodbye. Okay, so this is why we got off topic because that was very, very emotional. Oh, my gosh. She yes, shuts it. him up in the most pleasant way possible at that moment. <laughs> With a kiss. Yes. And then does everything in her power to stop him. Right. Well, then Nathan says, as they're kind of crying, holding each other somewhat, I'm going to die before I let you go. And Audrey says, I know. And if you ask me, when Nathan says, I am going to die before I let you go, that equals I love you. And when Audrey says back to him, I know, that equals I love you. So to me, that was their first moment of saying to each other face to face, I love you. For me, that's what that scene was. Well, I think, I don't think you're wrong. Uh -huh. I think these two stubborn uh, walk around the obvious people kind of, that was the first time they acknowledged it out loud. Uh-huh. I think that's what that was. Yeah. I think it was a declaration of of love for them in the, their own way. Uh-huh. And yeah. I think that is the, also the moment you see what drives both of those characters. Right. Throughout the series. Yeah, and I also want to say we know they kind of protect each other. They look out for each other. They kind of save each other. It's mostly Audrey saving Nathan through these various episodes. But I don't think that that was a selfish of Nathan to not want her go because he so much loves her. He's so in love with her. I think Nathan, and this should be obvious, didn't want that for Audrey either. He knows what Audrey's been through. He didn't want her to go back in the barn, come back with a new personality, and suffer through all that along again. I mean, Nathan's kind of been on this journey with her ever since Audrey arrived in Haven. He's helped her figure out her past and find her identity, and he's been there to help her on this journey. And he doesn't want all that to end for her and her to have to start this cycle all over again. Um, it's out of his love, but also his... I don't know. I'm not making sense, but... No, you are. Because um, for those who may not know, there's been speculation and commentary that Nathan was very selfish to want to hold Audrey back right? like that, in that she was doing this to save the town. Who was he to take that choice away from her, mm -hmm. essentially, and, you know, um, say this and do this, and that, you know, Nathan was at fault and, you know, Nathan bashing, blah, blah, right. blah. Right. I don't think you're wrong. I think it, that's exactly what it is, in that Nathan loves her so much, he doesn't want to see her suffer right. he for the town. And right. he honestly believes that there is another way to figure this out Right. And that by her going into the barn, they're giving up. Mm -hmm. This is my interpretation. And I think Amy and I are, are both on the same page with this. In that Nathan doing what he did, all of his actions were spurred on by love for Audrey. But not to the point where it was selfish. It was not selfish love. It was, yeah, it was about It was her. an all-powering, pure love. And that he honestly believed that the two of them could figure this out. And that by her going into the barn, it was giving up on the problem. And he still believed that they could do it. Right. Well, he is a detective. And, you know, Audrey is from the FBI and has that same background. So it also goes to their, um, how they live their lives, you know, that we, we can resolve this. We can figure this out. Well, I think it's also the fact that up until uh, uh, the last episode, reunion, I think, um, they had been fighting each other on this. They hadn't been working together to figure this out. And now that they finally kind of gotten on the same page. That was burned, Amy, when they kind of got back burned. on the same page. Yeah. Yes. Three, uh, yes. Yeah, 
uh, you know, and that they finally kind of got on the same page about let's do this together. We'll figure it out. Um, I think it was more apparent in, in reunion when they talked about, you know, uh, spending time if it's the last with each other and we'll figure it out, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, I think for Nathan, it's like, okay, now we're, now we can do this, mm-hmm. but you're giving up. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. That That's well, my, that's my take at least. Okay. But she was making, Nathan may have seen that, but she was making her choice. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That well, makes sense. Too. That's the other thing, right? Both of them were driven by their love for the other. Mm-hmm. In that Nathan, Nathan didn't have all the facts. Audrey had all the facts, but she was doing what she thought was best to save Nathan and the town at the same time. Exactly. And she knows that, um, you know, whatever Mara did, Audrey does suffer. We've seen this through, you know, our episodes up to this point. You know, she does sacrifice and go into the barn. Sarah seemed to go willingly. Audrey went willingly. Now, it sounds like Lucy, I'm a little confused on the whole Lucy thing we might want to devote a different episode to that because the real lucy ripley told audrey that lucy was frantic and she didn't want to go into the barn she was on the run yet lucy did get james into the barn to save him because lucy knew of the restorative properties of the barn Mm -hmm. and lucy loved james the colorado kid did lucy love james because lucy knew james was her son and we don't know yeah so and brian milliken i think it was him on twitter said that we're going to find out more about lucy's story this year which is exciting. I got to say, the writers do a great job of coming back and not leaving us hanging forever. Right. You know, it does take some time to get some questions but answered, but they do at least acknowledge the fact that there are questions that still have to be answered. Right, right. And they always, you know, like we said, they, they answer big questions and then they leave us with more. But, you know, this episode was interesting because it was kind of the whole culmination of the Colorado Kid, which we learned about in episode one. Absolutely. And it was also interesting because not only did we get answers that we've had, we're wondering all season long, but we're also left with these cliffhangers, which, like you said, are more questions Mm -hmm. that are fresh, fresh questions that you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Okay, let's say they resolve it. Then what happens? Right. Especially between um, the characters. You know? Yeah, good point. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, um, the only way not the only way this is really helping get through hiatus uh, you know talking with amy and the other fans about these haven episodes but also if you haven't already go on tumblr and there are some very talented haven fans who put together collages who put together music videos mm-hmm. and write fiction uh that you can read about haven and what's happening in between while you're waiting they're very talented folks, and I think you guys should check it out. It's a great way to kind of pass the time um, from these past three, four seasons. Right. Yeah, there's some amazingly talented Haven fans. Um, what they can do with making gifts and beautiful Haven artwork and, um, like you said, videos as well. I don't know how everybody does that. They just blow me away all the time. Absolutely. I don't have that talent. I think I'm jealous, but they put out some really nice stuff. Some, some of it's just beautiful. It really is. And so with that, though, uh, we're going to wrap it up. And so you guys check those out until our next episode where we talk about uh, Duke Crocker and the Crocker legacy. Right. And enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, Amy. Bye. This is Revisiting Haven.